Uh, what about the philanthropic side of things? Because I know conservation is hugely important to you. I, I, I want to start by asking you, particularly from your travels, how grave a threat do you feel that we're facing at the moment and how much pressure do you feel as a photographer capturing images that could change the world to do something about it? Uh, this is going to be the uh, serious side of the interview. Mm. The serious side of the interview. Uh, I, I, um, first and foremost, I think we have to be careful that we do not uh, give an Armageddon scenario. And there are a lot of people that think that mainstream conservationists are daft. And they're, of course, they're not. And they probably just emotionally more aware and have a great, greater spirituality than people that don't think about the fact that we share the planet with other people. But it's not all doom and gloom. And uh, whilst um, Greta has done a fantastic job in terms of putting it on the front lawn of every household in the UK and in, in the world in a way that adults didn't do, uh, the message maybe is too one-dimensional and, it's, and the picture is more mixed than perhaps she portrayed it to be. And there's not easy solutions to population growth. If you look at the, the risks that the world faces, the ones that I worry about least are, firstly, Minneapolis dentist shoots lion. It's barbaric, it's medieval, it's abhorrent but it's legal in South Africa. At some stage it won't be, but it's not affecting the lion population mm. in the world. We might not like it. Yeah, we certainly don't like him. But It's not yeah, the issue. Okay. Secondly, uh, uh, poaching is uh, equally for either whether it's people snorting rhino horn in Vietnam or whether people using ivory as, uh, for ornaments in the Filipino mm. church or in, in mainland China. It is shocking that that goes on and that mm. trade route is allowed to get, to still happen mm. but both at the supply end and the demand end progress is being made i'm not saying that the end is in sight of poachers but it's certainly ameliorating that the, the the i think the worst days are not necessarily emphatically behind us i don't think it's getting any worse mm. there is the message is getting through yeah, do you feel yes, exactly and and, and, and you know, whether it be um Prince Harry, Prince William here, whether it be a, a huge work from NGOs or American money going into, uh, into Africa or organizations dealing with the um, demand end like Wild Aid in California with their marketing campaign, which is very persuasive. Things are um, not getting any worse. The big issues are uh, population growth and the corollary to that is global warming. Um, I do, I'm not an expert on global warming. Um, the only two things I would say on it are it's clearly been a very hot couple of years. Equally, last year was one of the coldest years in Siberia for a very long time, one of the coldest weeks in Chicago for 40 years. It, I'm not a doubter. Um, it's just less clear than population growth and of course the two are linked so it'd be rather silly for me to say that population growth and climate change are separate issues they're clearly linked mm. but the population of Africa in percentage terms is going to grow an awful lot quicker than the average temperature in the world is in percentage terms 
they are one is dwarfed by the other. Mm. Uh, what does that mean? It means that the lion is far more vulnerable than the polar bear. Because people, where the polar bear lives, people aren't, people don't want to live. Actually, people are moving mm, yeah. from where the polar bear mm. lives because there's no employment opportunities. So you're not going to see population growth in Nunavut, Canada. Uh, it's a, in one of the most sparsely populated. If you're ever flying to LA from the UK or Europe, and the first time you touch land on a clear, or see land on a clear day, and you look out the window in May, May, April, May, June. I often, I do look out the window and you think, how can anyone possibly live down there? It, it looks cold and bleak and just thousands of miles of ice. So the polar bear's landscape might have altered a little bit, but the polar bear numbers are static and it would take an awful lot to dissuade me otherwise. And I speak to a lot of scientists um, in the four countries that look at polar bear numbers, which are America, or five, America, Canada, Greenland, Denmark, Norway, and Russia. So Greenland and Denmark being one. Um, so they're kind of static at about 35,000, they reckon. Um, the lion is down to about 15,000, 16,000 because of population growth. Uh, it's nothing to do with global warming. It is just the population of Africa is growing. Mm. And it's growing at a rate far beyond anywhere else in the world. And you can look at your numbers for the next 20 years, but I think 80% of the world's population growth in the next 20 years will be in Africa. And it's difficult to know what, how to address that. You can't, mm. you can't get elected on the mandate of zero economic growth or one child per family. So the answers are not going to be uh, natural. They will be contrived answers, which is buying land and allowing the, the, those animals to like buy that, live on that land that you bought without human encroachment. From my perspective, um, I think we have two roles. Firstly, build awareness. If I make my show, by having pictures that are close up, personal, so you can almost look into the soul of the animal. I, I posted a picture on Instagram a couple of days ago, and someone turned, I talked about the soul. And someone replied, and I, I, I tried not to look too much at Instagram replies, but I, I, I saw this one and someone said, you idiot, animals don't have souls. And, I, and I thought, well, I've seen orangutans and elephants and there isn't emotionally intelligent Absolutely. as we are. Um, so I, I, I struggle with that. I think he's <laughs> probably shown he doesn't have a soul. Yeah. In that <laughs> Maybe. Um, so... Uh, we have a job to, to, to raise awareness. But to awareness to what end? Because if it is a population growth issue, what are we trying to educate individuals to do? Sure. I mean, that's a good point. Um, raising awareness does absolutely nothing. But if raising awareness leads to change in attitudes, which accelerates the growth of financing of... Uh, antidotes to it then yeah. it has done something it's amazing that 2015 2016 you look where issues like we didn't talk about female empowerment the idea that mm -hmm. the, the um, American football team should be paid the same the female American football team should be paid the same mm -hmm. as uh, I don't know Ronaldo 
not that they are, but the idea then would have been laughs off, whereas mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. it's a kind it's of It's just starting the conversation yeah. and then that... Yeah. It, yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and the same with mm-hmm. um, objectification of women, uh, Me Too, mm-hmm. everything can move very, very quick. The speed of change mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. of social media is far quicker than what it was before. And uh, I think conservation is, is, is a, a very much part of that. Mm-hmm. Things have, people are, people's views in conservation are moving very, very quickly. Sorry. Um, but raising awareness, you're right, it's a wishy-washy term. Well, no, it's not. I mean, I'm all for it. And I think you're right. It's all about a conversation and it's about making small changes in your environment that then have a bigger impact. Uh, I'm interested to hear your view on extension extinction rebellion and whether that kind of protest approach has benefits or is it just snarling up central london it goes to what i said earlier on in that uh i think if you took the 10 10 leading conservationists in africa of which the majority of them are american and some some are brits um and you ask them them that question. None of these guys are um, extremists. They are tend to be from. They've had successful careers. They've employed thousands of people. They've done that by um, applying logic and rationale, work ethic and intelligence, dignity, manners, and I think they would not sit comfortably with the people that are organising chaos in London whilst they might still recognise what what is what is engendered in the first place. Mm. There are the, the 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 president of both America and Russia, two most powerful countries in the world, um, are dismissive of to an extent, conservationists. Mm. Let's not get away from the, that fact they are dismissive of conservationists and they are two very powerful men. Um, they get fueled to their fire by these events in London mm. and that's no use. That's no use. It's, um, we, we have to be smarter than that. It has to be done with dignity, quietly, um, and they might not be in full knowledge of all the, all the facts. Well, you're worried these protests are actually undermining the, the, the bigger movement that could be making a difference. There's a, a danger that ex, extremists always do that. It's in, mm-hmm. it's in history that um, if you're an extremist, you can tarnish things for, for, mm-hmm. for other people. Um, I wonder how many of those people that are in London right now have been on the north slope of Alaska, have been to the Serengeti. And, of course, if they heard me saying that, they would say, well, that's very entitled because you can afford to go there. Mm. But equip yourself before you go and do that. Mm. Um, I, I, the counter-argument have... is obviously that if it does provoke conversation and debate, that's got to be a good thing. And if it's on the front pages of the papers and talks about it in the news, then even if one kid notices that and says we need to lead different lives, then it's got to be worth it. Yeah, it's di- and it's difficult to argue against that. I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate because you know better yeah, than it's, I. Yeah, well, it's, it's, do, did the protesters in Paris every Saturday do good for France? Um, 
Uh, that's an interesting, and uh, just to use an analogy, I don't think so. I think they killed a lot of businesses. A lot, I know several people that went bust in their businesses because of that, who then employ people. So, but but the central message is there, and it's not it's not going away. Along with Bose, In the Pink is sponsored by Tag Heuer, Swiss avant-garde since 1860. Excellence, precision, and elegance. Their timepieces are designed for those who love challenges, which is a great fit for this podcast because most of the guests share that sentiment. Imagine if there's a very cold winter this winter. And there's no reason to suggest that there might not be. It could easily happen. As I say, last... I remember being in Chicago last January and it was people were told not to go outside their homes. It was minus 35 and there was a grave risk. In northern Siberia, it was as cold as it's been for 30, 40 years. So you will have outliers to the whole global warming front. And there are parts of, in Tanzania, I think next month, there has to be a culling of thousands of hippos in Tanzania next month because there are just too many hippos in the area right now. So, and that is a government-organized culling. Animals breed, and they breed quickly. Yeah. And the, there are parts of Kenya where there are too many elephants. In Savo, where there's about 12,000 elephants, that's about it for the ecosystem. You don't want more than that. Amboseli is probably right to where it is right now, Botswana, where the vast majority of the elephants are. It's probably about peak. Um, and so you, you look at the 400,000 elephant probably left in the world, a lot of them in areas where it's at peak capacity. The, the, then there are countries where um, Central African Republic, Chad, where poaching has decimated elephants, but they've been a small part of the uh, population. And then South Africa, which is just such a mess that it's a law unto itself. I think a lot of people just, it's the variable that you don't look at because the Kruger Park is um, so densely vegetated, there's so much money that the poachers can come in with helicopters, um, and it's close to the eastern seaboard, Maputo, the routes to China. So what goes on in the Kruger, people use as an example for it's out of hand, but it's just one small ecosystem. I've never gone to photograph elephants in the Kruger because it's just not where I would go and want to photograph them. Mm. But that's, and rhinos, with rhinos, there are about 28,000 rhinos left in the world. And it's static. And of the 1,400 that are poached every year, 1,200 are in the Kruger. So the the poaching is 90% in one ecosystem. My God. Uh, Can you just... um tell me anything about shark fin soup what's the situation with that at the moment just out of interest because I saw a documentary on it a while ago um, and I wanted to know if you knew any updates you might not have you ever photographed sharks yeah I photographed sharks in, uh, in Cape Town um, and they're shark well not in Cape Town <laughs> on the streets of Cape Town but in right. Force Bay um, which was the best place to photograph great mm. whites in the world and then um, then the, an orca came in killed a great white oh, and the wow. great whites have all moved Oh my god! So here's you didn't get that on camera, did you? No, <laughs> the orca going in. Yeah, but that wouldn't sell. It'd be a reportage. Right? <laughs> so here's a controversial thing I'm going to say, uh, and I know that the majority of people aren't going to agree with me on this. Um, when I go to the North Slope of Alaska, which is largely a Native American 
um, communities. Uh, those communities for 150 years have been whaling communities. Uh, and those communities would die were whaling to be abandoned and abolished. And animals and people are equally important. Um, I would be a fraud if I said that people are more important than, than animals with both tenants. But I think indigenous communities that where hunting has been part of their tradition and part of their income, I'm accepting the idea that it would be a great shame for those communities to die if that practice was abolished. Mm. And at some levels, it's not extreme. Like the North Slope of Alaska, these towns are allowed to bring three or four whales in in September every year. And that sustains that village for the whole year which is why we go up there to watch it, because that's where the polar bears come, to where the whales are being brought in. In the Faroe Islands, clearly the practice of surrounding the pilot whales into that area and slaughtering them is like a scene out of Game of Thrones. It, it is barbaric. Um, I don't think in my life that tradition will change, because... We've seen how quite our force for the Danish government were about Donald Trump trying to buy Greenland. And I don't think they're going to be any different about the idea of the pilot whale harvesting, no matter how barbaric it looks for us. Japan, I mean, I know a lot of people were there, uh, lucky people were there, unless you're Scottish watching the World Cup right <laughs> now. And I love Japan. I, I think it's the one place in the world where, particularly if you go to North Island, uh, other than North Korea. But if you go up to the north, uh, the Kaido and places, I love the fact they can't even be bothered to speak English. They have no idea what you're talking about. And you can feel a bit like that film uh, with Bill Murray. Lost, Lost in Translation, yeah. And I, it was one of my favourite films. Film. And I love it there that they just don't give a shit mm. because they're so proud of their culture. And they're also one of the most lovely, gracious, kind... Uh, dignified cultures in the world. There is a serenity to the whole place, and it's one of my favourite places to go. So then you get down to the whole whale and shark thing in Japan, and how do you reconcile that? I, um, I think it's a very, very tough one. It is part of their culture. And where do you draw, where do you draw the line? I know they're big, big, big fish, and I don't know the answer to that. Um, um, I don't have a good answer for that, but I but um, I do think that cultures should not be bullied into submission unless it's totally barbaric. I think the pharaohs is the one that visually is the most barbaric. Mm. If you, it is threatening extinction of sharks, and that's got to be the line, hasn't it? it? I, but I don't know. I don't know whether that is the case, yeah. given how big the oceans are. If you, if with with blackfish and and the film and um, orcas in um, Disneyland kind of attractions, one hundred percent that should not be happening. Yeah. They're the brightest yeah. animal. You know, orcas never attacked a human, as far to the best of our knowledge. Yeah. 
you're too young, but I remember after Jaws, it was that film called Orca with Richard Harris and whatever, where the orca attacked the fishing village. And we all thought orcas attack humans. Orcas don't attack mm. humans. Mm. But they are incredibly intelligent. And the idea of them being kept in a sea world, I think, uh, where they have attacked humans. Mm. And there's the point. Um, so I feel fairly crystal clear on that, mm. that that should, uh, should not happen. Um, I, I, with regard to Japan's fishing practices, uh, it's so it's, I, it's so difficult, and we we get our caught ourselves into trap because even take even take our royal family. Should our royal family be allowed to go and shoot partridges, grouse, pheasants religiously on a Saturday throughout the autumn and winter and Christmas and New Year? and just shoot 300 birds out of the sky that have been bred to fly from woods and then be blown to pieces by a gun. It's a very difficult question to answer mm. that. And then, of course, they're conservationists. And that's not an easy question for them to, to answer, and glad I'm not in that position. Mm. I, don't, I know that my, from my perspective, I, can't sh- I, I turn down shooting invitations mm. because I know I'll just get, I'll just get abuse. If, if I ever did go on one, which would never happen, I'll be out there giving the bird CPR. <laughs> mouth to mouth. Yeah. 